is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercom Studios, Miracle Mile, Maslin and Wilshire. Excited about today's show. Talking a little bit of recruiting, some big commitments countrywide. Uh, Going to talk a little sleeper of the week here in Southern California. Wide receiver, slot kid, I really, really like out of the city section. Got some hot takes, some hot takes. Talking about the Super Bowl. Got the big game coming up in two weeks. Um, got some hot takes about uh, Delonte West. Unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance for Delonte West. And I'll get into that more on Friday's show as we're going to have a special guest. And I want to talk a little bit about the offseason in terms of college programs. A lot of big-time quarterback battles that we're going to talk about today on the show. And I think there's a lot of competition in the air. No question about it. There's going to be a lot of competition in the air. I think the cream is going to rise to the top. We'll get into that when we get into our hot takes. But for right now, it's time for our recruiting news. A couple big commitments Earlier today, of course, I'm recording live on a Tuesday. A couple big commitments. Uh, number one, yesterday, Josh Simmons, uh, big offensive tackle out of Helix High School out in the San Diego area, uh, recently transferred to Helix, uh, 6'5", 325 pounds, committed to the Oregon Ducks. That's right, Coach Crystal Ball dominating on the recruiting front in the trenches on the West Coast. Josh Simmons, a huge, huge kid. With nimble feet, he's light on his puppies, great athletic ability, terrific length, going to be left tackle, right tackle. He's got the skill set to play both. Is another big-time four-star gift for Coach Crystal Ball and the Oregon Ducks staff. I think uh, Simmons is the next is next in the long line of you know highly sought-after, huge ceiling, offensive line prospects that are going to be coming to Eugene. Definitely think uh, Kingsley Suamatu out in Utah is going to be the next guy up to be in Eugene, going to Oregon. That's going to get them two 2021 commits uh, who are four-star, five-star rated. Simmons, of course, has got five-star potential. Kingsley, already a five-star rated kid. Can't say enough about Coach Cristobal. Doing a terrific job recruiting the trenches, establishing the, the culture, and the mindset and the philosophy there in Eugene. High school kids have recognized it. They want to be a part of it. They want to be developed by it. And they want a piece of it. So uh, Josh Shemmons, big time officer tackle, four stars rated by, you know, all the recruiting publications um, out of Helix High School, commits to the Oregon Ducks. Great job by that Oregon staff once again. Moving along, earlier this morning, Brock Vandergriff, out of Prince Avenue Christian High School out in Georgia, who was a former University of Oklahoma commit, one of the top-rated quarterbacks in America for the 2021 class. He visited Georgia over the weekend, had a terrific visit. By all accounts, he commits to the dogs, and Coach Kirby Smart thinks he has his quarterback for the future. Not just his quarterback for the future, but the kid who can get them over the hump in the SEC championship game, into the college football playoffs, and eventually a national championship. Vandergriff is a kid that can do multiple things from the pocket. He, now, he's labeled a pro-style quarterback. I don't believe the term pro-style. Uh, I believe it should be more suited as a pocket passer 
But he's more than just a pocket passer. This kid is a decision maker. He's a ball distributor. He's accurate with the football. Um, he's got a he's got a rocket for an arm. He gets the ball there in a hurry. And I love his ability to escape and extend plays by times and be able to execute in the second phase of a play. Uh, whether that be breaking the pocket and running for first downs or keeping his eyes downfield, finding guys to move the sticks. Uh, this kid has the athletic ability and the movement skills to evade, elude by precious moments for his receivers to get open down the field and deliver an accurate ball for a big play. So Brock Vandergriff headed to Athens between the hedges, I love the pickup for Kirby Smart. Again, an outstanding recruiter ever since his, you know, his beginning of his college coaching career. Does it again, getting one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the 2021 class and Brock Vandergriff. He's going to be the heir apparent to Jake Fromm. And I think he's got the skill set, the talent, and the toughness to get Georgia over the hump eventually uh, deep in the SEC West, the SEC Championship game, into the college football playoffs, and possibly, quite possibly, a national championship for the Dogs. Vandergriff's going to be surrounded by great weapons. Arian Smith, you already know about him, the, the four-star kid, five-star kid out of Florida who's going to Georgia. Not only him, but they got the DB assassin, Jermaine Burton, coming in from Calabasas High School by the way of the state of Georgia. is coming back home to Athens to play. Um, you know, they're, they're loaded. They already got the big-time kid there, uh, the five-star up out of Hoover. Um, forgetting his name right now, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's big-time, no question. He was the MVP of the bowl game. So, Georgia, loading up at the skill positions. They got running backs coming in. Kendall Milton, we all know, you know, about coming in. Five-star running back coming in from here out in the Fresno area. Already they got big Zeus, Zamir White in the fold. Don't forget about uh, young Cook there. Um, James Cook, he, he's, a, he's a spectacular talent as well. Georgia loading up at the skill positions. Vandergrip's going to be surrounded by talented playmakers. He should go in there and he should thrive as long as they can get that system, which they got a new office coordinator coming in. They got a new system, I believe, that's going to be implemented there at Georgia. And they should be able to push the ball down the field and, and play a wide open spread attack like LSU moved to this past year and help deliver them a national title. So, Georgia. Getting Brock, Brock Vandergriff out of uh, Prince Avenue Christian. Um, he's out from Georgia. He's headed to Georgia. So congratulations to them. And then just you know hours ago, Demond Clowney, the four-star defensive end out of St. Francis Academy out in the, the Baltimore area, uh, he commits to Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, how about that, Demond Clowney, the cousin of Jadavion Clowney, the former number one overall pick, and now the Seattle Seahawks. Demond Clowney commits to Lane Kiffin. Lane also gets a four-star running back from the state of Florida a few days ago to commit. So here we go. The Lane Kiffin era has started, and it seems like it's moving right along there uh, at Old Miss. And I think those fans are going to love him. His ability to recruit is, 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 is very high. His ability to run offense is very high. Can he get a defensive coach in that can that can stop somebody in that SEC? That's going to be um, that's going to be the challenge. SEC right now is loaded offensively. They got, you know, the talented playmakers coming out of high school. They want to play in the SEC. 
Ole Miss has got to find a defense that can stop somebody because last year their defense stunk to high heaven. So, Glenn uh, Kiffin getting his guys offensively, getting a couple guys defensively. Clowney, the latest one up out of St. Francisco. Congratulations to the Clowney family. The Ole Miss Rebels and uh, Coach Lane Kiffin doing a great job there on the recruiting front. And that does it here for the recruiting news on the Transparent Truth. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, now it's time for our Sleeper of the Week. Our Sleeper of the Week comes from the L.A. City section. And as many times as I can, I try to get to the city section and find me a sleeper. I know those guys aren't getting much attention because of the private schools, because of the hype of the national programs, and so on and so forth. But the city section champion, I believe, in the Division One in Division One was Canoga Park. And they got a receiver up over there in the 2022 class that I really like. 5'10", 175 pounds. He's a slot kid. He's a catch-and-run guy. He's got natural hands. He's tough. Um, I love his ability after the catch to make people miss and, and really pick up positive yards, getting the ball vertically down the field. Dominique Aranga Serna. Dominique Aranga Serna at Canoga Park. Again, he's a two, 2022 kid. Um, he plays a slide. He plays inside. He plays outside. But project him as a slot at the next level. He's a kid who needs to continue to develop. He's only a sophomore. Um, he, he, he's quick. Uh, he's got terrific hands. Again, I love his ability after the catch. Um, he's creative with the football. He's not just going to get the ball and run straight. He, he'll go diagonal. He'll go lateral. He's trying to make people miss. He'll dive over the goal line, trust the ball out. He's got a terrific presence and great awareness on the football field to find open space, present himself to the, to his quarterback to be a, tar- a really good target. Uh, I just like this kid. I've, I've watched him ever since he was a freshman. He's one of the leading receivers in Southern California in terms of statistics. Dominique Aranga Serna. Canoga Park High School. They won the championship last year. I know he's playing a lot of seven-on-seven this year. This kid's a player. This kid's a player. Uh, and I believe he's a Division One player. I think he's going to be a low, you know, a FBS kid, maybe an FCS kid, but I think he's a scholarship-worthy football player. He's got a couple of years left, but I like him as my sleeper of the week. Congratulations, Dominique. Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. Keep balling out, kid. All right, it's time to get to my hot takes this morning. My hot takes... Um, Got a couple hot takes. I got three hot takes. Okay, want to start off. Want to start off fast, but it's going to dwindle down um, to something very sad. But here's my here are my hot takes. Number one, the college offseason. The college offseason is going to be big. Not only because there's there's coaching changes right all over the place. You got the pirate there at Mississippi State. You got you know Kiffin dipping at Ole Miss. Uh, you got Jimmy Lake there now at University of Washington. Uh, you know, Washington State, they have a new head coach. So 
and, and Coach Rolovich. So, I mean, people are, have changed jobs. Coaches have changed jobs. Uh, players are changing schools. I can't even keep up with all the transfers. It, it feels like every time I look at my phone, somebody is transferring. I guess probably the biggest transfer in the last kind of 24, 48 hours has been De'Aaron King, the former quarterback at Houston, now committed to the University of Miami, which basically is going to put Tate Martell back at wide receiver um, or at fourth string quarterback, which is, you know, means Tate Martell may be transferring here coming up soon, which is a whole nother saga in itself. Uh, but with coaches at new players, and players transferring in that portal, becoming new play, you know, new getting to new homes or finding new homes for themselves. Here's beyond the the transferring and the coaching movement. Here are my offseason takes. Tremendous quarterback battles across the country. I want to focus on three though. Right here, home at USC, great quarterback battle between Keaton Slovis and JT Daniels. I think it's going to be fantastic. Both are really good football players. Both have a grasp, a really good grasp of the offense. Both can make throws. I think both are pro players at some point in their career. But there can only be one starter. And what happens to the guy who doesn't win the job? That's going to be interesting because they're in the same graduating class, right? Yeah, because JT redshirted last year. So in the same graduating class. So both will be sophomores next year. Whoever doesn't win that job is going to be jumping in that portal. Okay, and the more player movement. But I think it's a very interesting quarterback battle. It'll be fun to watch. Um, both of them, I mean, listen, USC is becoming wide receiver U. All right, they got receivers everywhere. Cal Ford has got a year under his belt. Brew McCoy is going to break into the fold at some point. You know that. And then uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Tyler Vons are already proven entities on the outside. So uh, it'll be fun to watch USC's quarterback battle. Slovis, Daniels, whoever doesn't win is going to jump into that portal and they're going to find a new place to play college football. Um, well, how about the, uh, the, the, the Alabama quarterback battle? I think there's a battle to be had. Now, the incumbent, Mac Jones, he's there. He played well in the bowl game. Um, he played, you know, well pretty much, you know, the rest of the season when Tua went down. But is well good enough for Nick Saban, the Alabama faithful, and just the standards that they have there in Alabama to compete for national championships? I don't think so. I think Bryce Young being there in the springtime uh, means something. I think Bryce Young's track record and resume uh, for hopefully for everybody but at least for me as is is not rivaled other than by Kyler Murray right is he's a phenomenal football player I think he's going to go in there and learn the system he's an RPO master and uh, I think he's going to tear it up uh, late in the spring and then in the fall you better look out he could be QB1 as early as their first game versus USC in the fall of 2020. So I think, but I think it's going to be a really good quarterback battle. You have uh, the local kid, Mac Jones, who's an incumbent starter and a guy who's with some experience under his belt playing for the hometown tide versus, you know, a kid coming from the West Coast with all the accolades, national quarterback of the year, national player of the year. Uh, my, the best high school player that I've seen on a football field coming in to stake his claim. Gonna be a fun battle there in Tuscaloosa. 
Don't be surprised if Bryce Young is QB1 for the first down versus USC in the opening game uh, in the fall. And then lastly, what about the LSU quarterback battle? That should be fun. Again, there's an incumbent ready to take over. Okay? There's an incumbent there. Um, Behind him, you've got some freshmen. All right? You got uh, uh, Max Johnson, lefty. Everything that I've read, he's as, he's as smart as a whip. Um, maybe not as physically as talented as a TJ Finley who's waiting in the wings, who was there for spring practice, as was Max Johnson. Maybe he doesn't have the physical talent of TJ Finley, but certainly capable, or they, they wouldn't have recruited him to Baton Rouge. And then you have TJ Finley, a physical freak who I think is uh, focused on reshaping his body during the offseason, winter conditioning, spring football, summer conditioning. I think is a, is a tireless worker who's also very smart, very accurate when, when, his, when his mechanics are right, and uh, is a guy that has a, 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 a very big arm, a quick release, and is a terrific decision maker. So uh, TJ Finley, I think, uh, definitely is going to have a shot. Max Johnson will have a shot. And then Miles Brennan. The incumbent. I mean, you know, I don't know what the what the post is around Baton Rouge about Miles Brennan, but hey, he's a four-star kid coming out of high school, and you know those recruiting analysts are never wrong. Um, and and let's see what he can do. Spring practice is gonna be coming up in a couple months. I'll be down there for the spring game, and I'm gonna give it to you straight. You know, I'm a big TJ Finley guy, but I can look at things objectively. I, I don't expect TJ Finley to win the starting job right off the bat. He's still a kid who needs time to work and develop. He got a huge ceiling, but there's time and he needs to be groomed. He needs to work. He needs to develop. He needs to reshape his body. He needs to get stronger in his lower body. He needs to learn the offense. There's a lot to get to for T.J. Finley. Uh, Max Johnson is a kid who doesn't have the physical talent of Finley, but you know, a, a guy who's the the son of a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So he's been um, had access to the quarterback position like few others have had um, coming out of high school. And we'll see how Max Johnson does. But Miles Brennan has a leg up. He's been in the system for a year. He he's, he's he's got a chance to learn under Joe Burrow, learn under Joe Brady. Now we're Coach Emsminger running things by himself. We'll see how that pans out. But I'll be down there for the spring game. I'm bringing my wife. I'm bringing my kids. We're going to enjoy Baton Rouge. We're going to enjoy the LSU spring game. We're going to enjoy New Orleans. And uh, we'll, we'll check those quarterbacks out. But I think it's going to be an interesting battle nonetheless. So quarterback battles across um, college football I think are going to be fun. But those three in particular I got a keen eye on. I'm excited to see how that unfolds kind of moving forward. I think the second part of my hot take, um, Super Bowl. What about the Super Bowl? You got Kansas City beating Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee had a they had a better chance. I think the coaches let them down. Uh, I think they put the ball in Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's hands way too much. He's not that guy. He is not that guy. Second and six, we're throwing the ball. Third and three, we're throwing the ball. No, 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 no. Hand the ball to King Henry, and you got two downs or three downs to get you know seven or three yards. Why are you putting the ball in it? Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. 
And I think they put too much trust in him, too much faith in him. He could not deliver on the big stage. And I'm shocked that they put that type of trust and faith in Tannehill. Kansas City, uh, Spagnola to D.C. doing a great job uh, defending Tennessee. I think once Tennessee lost their rhythm offensively and in the run game by putting too much on Tannehill in the passing game, I think Kansas City choked out the run game, forced them to be one-dimensional, and that was all she wrote. Mahomes is legit. There's no question about it. But I like the 49ers in this one, buddy. Uh, I think it's their time. I think that Kansas City still has issues stopping the run. 49ers, very balanced team. Great offensive line. I got a chance to watch them against Green Bay. They punished them up front. They knocked them off the football consistently over and over and over again. I think Kansas City is in trouble. I think everybody that's betting Kansas City early now because they're one-point favorites, uh, I think you're going to lose your money. This is the 49ers Super Bowl. They got a balanced attack. They got a great head coach who understands his team and his personnel. They get off the ball very physical, very quick on offense. They got a terrific running back who's got explosive open field speed. Their quarterback can execute in the passing game just as well. And they got a fearsome defense. They got a great defensive line. They can cover on the outside. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. And I think that defensive lineman is going to get after Mahomes. And that's my take on that. I don't have a score prediction right now, but the 49ers are going to win that game. So a lot of people are going to lose their money. And then lastly, for my high takes, man, uh, you know, I was scrolling through my Twitter yesterday and I kept seeing, you know, this tweet of, you know, this, this homeless guy sitting down. And I didn't pay any attention to it. I must have saw, the, you know, his face on my Twitter at least 10, 15 times before I actually paid attention. Then I paid attention. I found out of Delonte West, former St. Joe's you know, All-American guard, former Cleveland Cavaliers guard who has gone, um, you know, just under the radar, I guess is the best term to use. He's gone under the radar for many a years. He was in Houston. He was in Baltimore. Now he's in D.C. And uh, he looks homeless. And it was really sad um, just kind of reading and watching the videos. Apparently some man... You know, as he was laid out in the streets, a man's punching him and kicking him. and That was sad. But what was more sad is there were human beings video recording it instead of trying to help the guy or help any guy that's being beaten to a pulp. What is wrong with us? Why can't you do anything to make a difference? Is that the best you can do is pull out your camera phones and record it? What is wrong with people? Do you have any empathy? Do you have any anything pulling at you on the inside saying, help this guy? I'm going to pull out my phone and record it and post it on social media. Man, I was disgusted by that. Disgusted. People are sick. We can't help one another, but we can expose one another and put us on each other on social media. Sickening. Got a chance to talk to my wife about it and how I felt. She's seen me multiple times help people in need. And we just could not figure it out. Felt really bad for Delonte West. Obviously, he's got some mental health issues. 
obviously he's struggling with either bipolar issues. My wife may think it's more schizophrenia. It's tough. It's a, it's a tough deal. But um, tune in Friday. I'm going to have Dr. Chantel Miller on as my five-star Friday guest. We're going to talk about mental health. Um, we're going to talk about mental health holistically. We'll talk about Delonte West, Delonte West specifically. What he's going through, how it can get to that point, why it got to that point, and what he can do and what we can do to help him get back on his feet. Tune in Friday. Five Star Friday. I have Dr. Chantel Miller, one of the country's leading mental health therapists slash psychologists, and um, she'll be on to talk a little Delante West mental health and, and again how we can better um, assist those that are in need of help instead of video recording them and, and for likes and retweets on Twitter. That's going to bring me to a close. I appreciate you for joining me here on the Transparent Truth. It's your boy Coach Keith. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.